succeed in sales and life without selling your soul? Let's talk about it with businessman and author John Albinson on Steve Brown, etc. He's an old white guy, an author, broadcaster, and seminary professor who's sick of religion. And he's brought friends. Please welcome Steve Brown, etc. And we're so glad you're here that you would take time out of a busy schedule. Spend it with us is a high and holy compliment. And as you know, we never waste that time that you give to us. In case you're wondering, I'm Steve, the aforementioned old white guy. Matthew Porter, our executive producer, is here. It's too late for Matthew to earn his way into the nice list. He's just hoping to win an appeal. <laughs> That's not bad. Yeah, my lawyer says we have a shot, so we'll see. <laughs> Our producer, Jinx, is in the little glass booth. Jinx is already making his list and checking it twice. Of course, it's his enemy's list that he's making. <laughs> and our one-time IT department John Myers is in his tech bunker. Some people light up a room. John lights up his entire neighborhood, and that's true. And some of his neighbors are not that pleased with that. His friends would stand with him, but they lock the gate and won't let people into his development. What's with that? But at any rate, I'm sure John will be showing us some pictures of the light show that he puts on every year. Dr. George Bingham is the president of Key Life. George often wonders if the gifts the wise men uh, gave were considered tax deductible. <laughs> we and, would give them a receipt. <laughs> yeah, right. That's what I've been doing all this morning, dealing with receipts. And Kathy Wyatt is the soft feminine side of the program. Kathy, I understand that you built a whole subdivision of gingerbread houses this past weekend. We did. You know, for somebody who dislikes the holiday festivities as much as you do, you would not have been impressed at all. But real people thought it was just <laughs> fabulous. People, yeah. yeah, normal human beings thought it was just great. You do that great. every year, don't you? Yeah, we do. A bunch of kids come mm-hmm. over and you make gingerbread houses. Mm-hmm. Matthew's kids were there and... Yeah, it was it was great. Do you eat any of it, or the kids do? No, no. The kids do. Oh, wow. one of the things they made. I'll tell you this really fast. One of the things that they, I gave them this year was, was a box of of cookies that are shaped like sweaters. And of course, you know, big deal at at Christmas time is ugly sweater. I mean, literally ugly sweater competitions. And so that was one of the things they could do with cookies. And one of Matthew's daughters did an ugly sweater that absolutely hands down wins the title. It must have been about seven or eight inches thick. And there's a picture of her trying to wrap her mouth around it, which was really hard to do. But she loved it. And those kids love it every year. Well, we got a great guest, and the guest is in studio, which is rare. Uh, we don't have to use the Zoom thing. His name is John Alwinson. And if that name sounds familiar to you, that's because his dad is one of the voices of Key Life, and uh, his mom is the power behind both of them. <laughs> that's true. Uh, John is a sales veteran with more than 15 years of experience 
in addition to winning a whole list of numerous awards, uh, both as an individual and team leader, he spends a great deal of time in one-on-one coaching. John's new book, which I hold in my nicotine-stained fingers, is titled Relentless Sales, the Skills, Mentality, and Faith Needed to be Great in Sales. And I had an opportunity to read this book in manuscript form, and I dreaded it, John. (laughs) You know, whenever a friend asks you to read uh, a book, you know, you'd think, oh, my. And if it's awful, what in the world? It double that when the friend is uh, the father of the author because you can get into serious trouble doing it. So I read it with fear and trepidation and loved every word of it. It's a book not just about sales. It's a book about life. It's a book about being faithful. It's a book about not giving up. As you know, this is the first time we've ever had anybody on this program with a book like this. I mean, we generally deal with the Graf Wellhausen documentary hypothesis or issues <laughs> that have to do with theology and sociology and philosophy, but we decided this was so good. We wanted to talk to you. What came over you to write a book? Wow. Well, Steve, thank you. Appreciate you having me, and, and great to see you guys. Thanks for being me, uh, having me here. Um, you know, guys like you, Steve, my dad, who have both written books, um, I really felt like God gave me a story that he wanted me to tell, uh, share some of my story to ultimately add value to people who are in business and sales in particular. So, Why did you go into sales? I mean, was that were you flipping a coin yeah. or did you get a voice? Wasn't smart enough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wasn't smart enough for finance and uh, <laughs> marketing was too creative. So uh, sales was, was for me. So yeah, I mean, it, it was from the get go people skills. Uh, we talk about mentors in chapter one, but all my mentors said sales is really your niche. Oh man, that's good. Yeah. Do you feel God's pleasure when you're selling stuff? I do. When when you do it the right way and you do it ethically and you do it the way you know God's guided you to to sell and lead, absolutely. You know, my mentor, Fred Smith, when I heard, well, he was asked that often. And it's the question that we opened the program with, can you be a Christian and successful in sales? And he said, I don't see how you can be successful if you're not a Christian. Yeah, amen to that. At least successful in a very defined and particular and wonderful way. Mm-hmm. You ever faith? You ever face uh, ethical dilemmas in your sales, and uh, you've got to say, you know, I could make a bunch of money if I just spend this a little bit. And then did you give in? Or did <laughs> yeah. <you laughs> Spill the dirt. Get ready to stand. ask for contributions. Yeah. Right. yeah right. <laughs> No, do you face those dilemmas? You do, don't yeah, you? Yeah, absolutely. And different, different. When you work for a good organization, they take that out of the equation. So the company I work for now does a phenomenal job of being very transparent with the offerings, right? Mm. So if you meet this criteria, you get X price. If you meet this market share criteria, you get this price. And so I feel like the good organizations take take that out of the equation, and they tell you what you can offer given 
commitment and, and market share and things. And like so that. they're ethical at their very base. Mm-hmm. A lot of corporations are not. Correct. Correct. And it's easy to, you know, be with, and, that, and that's why I wrote this book. It's another reason I wrote this book is to change the narrative on sales. Oh, that's so good. You know, we get a lot of people that, uh, that write to us, and I've gotten this as a pastor, people who uh, ask, they're in, an, an, in a situation with a company that is not ethical, either to them or to the customers, and they ask what to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you stay and try to make a difference, or do you make an obscene gesture and leave? I think it's a latter, to be honest. It's very hard to change a corporate, uh, corporate culture. culture. Mm-hmm. Very difficult. You know, so if there is a culture of, you know, it's an unethical culture, leave as soon as you can. Find a company that you can get behind a product service solution that you, you are excited about and some, some organization that fits you because you're not going to change CEOs, board directors, et cetera. It's, That's true, except for a major miracle. Correct. And uh, then get out of the way, too. That's right. <laughs> what, are you, what, what are you selling now, and what will you give me a discount on? <laughs> oh, that's so funny. So right now, we sell all things for endoscopy procedures. So if you're 45 years age or older, you need to get in and get a colonoscopy as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. We sell everything for that procedure, the devices, infection prevention products. We sell capital equipment. Literally, uh, everything and anything and everything you need for medical procedures, that's what my organization sells. That's, uh, <laughs> I'm that's waiting different. for the response. No. <laughs> I know. I know. I never, where are we I, going I, with I've, this I've, one? I don't know <laughs> where I go. Yeah. I, my doctor said, I'll see you again in five years. And I said, no, you won't. <laughs> I ain't doing this again. I'm old, man. I'm so ju- just not doing it. Do you, you, it doesn't matter what you say if it's a good product. If you if you follow the principles of this book, mm-hmm. that works for everything, doesn't it? It really does. And I and I give the skills, the mentality and faith needed to be great in sales. I give that playbook. So if this was my son entering sales, I mean he's he's got a ways before he's in sales, <laughs> but this is the playbook that I would give any up and comer into sales and and it teaches them the skills they need, the mental toughness they need, and the faith. And I blend all three of those things together through this book. You know, one, and we're, we got to back out pretty soon, but I, that it, one of the things that is refreshing about you is that you've taken a, a calling and it made it into a calling. This isn't something that you decided, it's something that God decided. And uh, you made it into your life work. And you're giving it everything you can give it in the same way you would have done if you were a preacher like your dad and gave everything you were going to give to that. And by the way, guys, that is biblical. It's doctrinally correct. Whatever you do, whether you're selling cars or medical equipment or pipe tobacco. (laughs) What? Well, I thought I'd throw that in <laughs> just in case. Something he would ask for a discount on. Yeah. <laughs> this, is a, this is a great book. You're going to be a great conversation. Relentless Sales, the Skills, Mentality, and Faith Needed. 
Hey, thanks for listening to Steve Brown, etc. And if you're enjoying the show, chances are your friends and family would too, right? So help us spread the word by sharing a link, clicking subscribe on YouTube. And if you think about it, drop us a review on your favorite podcast platform, iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify. We're pretty much everywhere. Hey, is there one called Podblaster? I mean, it feels like there should be, right? But like no E in Blaster. Just Blaster. 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 Anyhow, that's how the colons do it. Hi, this is Steve Brown. And in case you didn't know, one of the main reasons Key Life exists is to remind believers that God isn't mad at his children. Why am I telling you this? Because our weekly email, Key Life Connection, takes the best of the videos, articles, and puts them right in your inbox. We'd love for you to try it. It's free. Go to keylife.org slash subscribe. Joining us, we're talking with uh, my friend, salesman and author John Alwinson. His new book is called Relentless Sales, The Skills, Mentality, and Faith Needed to be Great in Sales. I get to ask the first question today uh-huh. because I've known him the longest. I know mm-hmm. you. It's true. Have, you. That's the reason. That's the only reason. It has nothing to do with you know comprehension of the subject matter. It just has to do with the fact that I've known him the longest. Um, John, when I was reading through the book the other day, there are obviously a lot of uh, principles and things that you're trying to impart to people to help them as they walk this road, learning learning how to do this and do it well. And I know that some of the things that you have done and that you really want to do in the future, in addition to writing more books and all that kind of stuff is the opportunity for one-on-one to do seminars and to really talk with people. When you get that opportunity and because your personal faith is like central to your life, is there any ever any opportunity to be able to to talk about that, uh, uh, whether one-on-one or in a group? Or, or how do you do that when you're, quote, out in the business world and you're not technically in a Christian setting, mm-hmm. et cetera? Because it's such an integral part of you and who you are. The first thing I do is I, I ask for permission first. So I, I'll tell someone. So I have two examples. One, um, you know, with, with a person on my team, I wasn't sure where she stood with faith. And so I said, I'm, I'm a person of faith. I believe in Jesus. Are you okay with me sharing, you know, a little bit about that with you? She was going through a difficult time. Her, her yeah. mom had a bag diagnosis. So I'll ask up front, hey, are, can, can I, do I have permission to talk about God, right? And so I think you can see in someone's eyes right away if they want you to go down that route. And I think mm-hmm. that's a fair, kind way of not being in someone's face about it, but asking for permission first. I agree with that. That's good. That's yeah. good advice. Yeah. It really is. Do you find that people are, by the way, John is an unbelievably successful salesman. This is not something he's hoping to achieve. It's something he has achieved. Do you find that people are generally turned off with talk about your faith? I think when they get to know me and they see me and we're in person, it's, it's yeah. a different story, right? It's, it's there. Most people are somewhat open, I would say, to hearing about faith. And, and I do think people of faith have just been so quiet for so long 
and I felt like they needed to be quiet about their faith. And that's a narrative I want to change moving forward is I want, I want people, we talk about all kinds of things in this world. How are we not allowed to talk about God? Yeah. So good. Mm -hmm. But be careful how you do it. Right. I mean, I don't open with you're going to hell and I'm glad. (laughs) (laughs) John, you, uh, kind of the outline of the book, you include, uh, skills, mental and faith. Mm Mm-hmm. And talk about, for those people that might not be that familiar with it, give a quick overview of what the basic sales process is. Yeah. So that is chapter six, the developing an elite sales process. So I start um, with mentors. I start with identity and I start with going all out. And then I get into the skills. A lot of books are academic books on skills and are the T's and C's of selling. Um, I wait till chapter six to start getting into the skills because I think faith, mentality, um, getting your foundation right is the right start. Mm-hmm. But, um, but, but getting into this, I, I, I was part of a uh, elite sales training with my first medical sales job, and they, they give an outline that I think everyone should have an outline. I, th- I look to it like shooting form in basketball or throwing form in football, right? If you don't have a process that you follow in sales – it's, it's like having bad form so you're inconsistent with your performance. So everything from pre-call plan, approaching the customer with rapport and getting to know them. Pain is the only thing in life that gets people in business to move. So the third step is identify pain. Listen, ask more questions. Then, <laughs> then, yeah. Given what Meta- you sell, right? that's not very hard. <laughs> that's true. Pain metaphorically speaking. Me- metaphorically speaking, <laughs> yes. You're usually sedated, Steve. Uh, um, Unless you want a discount. <laughs> <laughs> that's true, Jinx. Oh, my goodness. So demonstrating value, how your value of your product helps alleviate the pain. Like we're, we're problem solvers as salespeople. So what's cool is if you genuinely care about what you sell and genuinely want to help the, the people you serve with your products and services and solutions, um, you, you're excited to listen to see if your product or service is a good fit, mutual fit. Can anybody do this? Absolutely. Don't you have sometimes some and you tell them, look. You're not cut out for this. You should go into vinyl repair or something. <laughs> do, I mean, aren't there some people that this is just, they can't do it? Probably. But I would say this, introverts and extroverts, a lot of introverts are even better salespeople than extroverts. Oh. Sometimes I can be too much for my customers and I sense that. And from an emotional intelligence standpoint, I'll pull it back. Uh-huh. And you need to be more intellectual. You need to be more quiet. So... I would say if you're an introvert, don't shy away from sales. If you're an extrovert, don't shy away from sales. Okay. That would hmm. be what I would expect from mm. you. You talk about mentality, and you know, I think there's uh, some different generational approaches to this. You know, On one extreme, you maybe have boomers who, in their growing up, prime working years, you could work 30 years in a company, which sometimes still happens, but it's a rarity. And so there's a there's a loyalty mindset, sometimes maybe past the point of where it makes sense, all the way down to, I guess it's Gen Z now that's just hitting the workforce. And I see these videos of them crying after an eight-hour shift. They're like, I can't go on. You're like, well, you're going to. Uh, or you're going to be homeless. <laughs> right. Um, I wonder if you could speak to that younger generation who's just now hitting the workforce, possibly wildly unprepared in their upbringing to face what's coming their way. How would you help them get geared up mentally. Yeah, it's tough. So the first thing I would start with is eliminate entitlement. We talk about that in chapter 12 of the book, but 
thinking you deserve something before you go out and earn it is mm. one of the biggest problems I see right now. And I think that's a worldly problem right now. Like when you go in with a mindset of no one owes me anything, that's what is the beginning of, of a successful career. So of if you, wisdom of wisdom, yeah, yeah, go ahead. No, I, I think so. Eliminating entitlement, um, you know, is the first thing I would encourage them to do, but I would, I would encourage them to, you know, learn the skills that they need, right. Um, come in with the right mindset, learn the skills they need, but also, if if they were people of faith, I would encourage them to embrace that, right? Let God work in and through you and develop you. That's a competitive advantage. So there's, I don't know if I answered the question the way. Yeah, you did. And I think you get to that with looking to the Bible as the model. You're mm. like, well, there's one guy who was in charge of everything. Right. What did he do? And he's like, well, he kind of did the grubby stuff. He was not too good to, all right, I could do the unglamorous stuff. And I think when you do that, it's the right thing to do. But as a benefit, man, you're going to stand out so much from not having that entitled mindset and just looking for all the uh, awards and praise. Spot on. You know, I, uh, and we'll deal with this on the other side of the break, but there, we live in a culture that if you want to succeed, you can, you can succeed unbelievably because people are, there's so many people that are plain lazy, who don't want to do the job, who don't care. And as that group increases, people like you uh, can shine and do well. But we'll talk about that when we get back. The name of the book is Relentless Sales, the skills, mentality, and faith needed to be great in sales. This is hard work. We're entitled, gonna rest. Hey, thanks for listening to Steve Brown, etc. And if you're enjoying the show, would you help us let others know about it? You can share a link, click subscribe on our YouTube channel, or drop us a review on your favorite podcast platform. Thanks much. Hi, this is Steve Brown, and I'm excited to tell you about a new offer from Key Life called <laughs> Living with Steve. Let me tell you the way it works. I travel with you wherever you go. If you need an entertaining conversation or even a sermon, there I am. That's the good news. The bad news is that it costs a million bucks. <laughs> but wait, there's good news. You can get everything I've just described with the Key Life app. And for a limited time, it's not a million dollars. It's free. Try it now at keylife.org slash app. Hey, thanks for joining us. We're hanging out with salesman and author John Alwinson. And you can keep up with John at johnalwinson.com and on Twitter, uh, on X, formerly Twitter, at Relentless Sales. John, somebody said when it gets dark enough, you can see a light, and even a little light will do. We have some very big cultural challenges going on right now. Um, uh, and it's producing snowflake kind of personalities. 
who, as you mentioned before, have an entitlement mentality. And you want to say that's bad, but it's not bad for for Christians who get what you're writing about in this book, is it? Mm. I mean, in that sense, the light shines better in the darkness, doesn't it? It really does. Absolutely. Um, you know, I, I, we talked about this um, offline, but, you know, adversity is one of those things that shapes us in so many ways and shapes and forms, right? And my mm. story is a story of, of adversity, right? Going from, you know, a failed business, right? So four and a half years of a failed startup, I thought it was going to be the next big thing, right? And and God has a way of humbling us, right? And then going to uh, an associate sales rep role in med device role for a very big company, well-known household company that was was just served more and more adversity. So by the time I actually had the chance to um, be a full-line territory manager, full-line sales rep, you know, I went all out. I was I was ready to prove myself. And I think God has a very interesting way of putting us through adversity, giving us some challenges to develop our character. Yeah. Oh, man, that is so good. I, I think we've alluded alluded to it a, a good bit so far, but there are other books out there, John, about sales, et cetera. And, and obviously yours is um, yours is different because you bring in um, you bring in the aspect of, of faith. But but is there something else? And, and like I said, I think think you've started talking about, especially in the last segment, you were talking about some specific things that you address. But what is there specifically a couple of things that make this really unique, almost like a um, a manual for people that are going into into sales? You know, like a like a, what am I trying? I've lost. I've lost my ability to, a to talk. Yeah, like a, there you go. Thank you. A, a beginner, <laughs> a beginner talking in a microphone here. Um, when you're starting at the very beginning and you're working your way through. Mm-hmm. I, so I, I look at sales um, holistically in this book. So if this was, you know, someone's listening and they're just getting in B, business to business sales, or we say B two B sales uh, for the first time. I look at this as a great blueprint to follow my lead of mistakes, um, things I've learned to help whoever is getting in not throw the towel in too early. I feel like Mm -hmm. I I met a a guy over the weekend. He said, yeah, my daughter, one year in, she she threw in the towel. It's too much for her. And and that's exactly why I wrote this book. I don't want people to quit too early because who knows what that young lady could have been had she been developed and given a really good holistic blueprint to sales and been taught the skills been taught the mental training needed to handle 20 no's in one day, right? And not quit. And then, you know, the the one competitive advantage that we know, knowing God as Father, living from our identity in Him, what an advantage that plays if you can can embrace that and live that way. Kind of Mm -hmm. a safety net. It is. That makes all the difference in the world. You have a chapter uh, that says, be you. Yeah. Talk about that. That's that's my last chapter. So um, I talk about a story of a um, territory manager that joined my team. So in 2019, and I'll, I'll leave it with this, is uh, this, this rep named Jack and I have become great friends since this point. But when he first came on my team, I was like, who's this guy, right? He's very outgoing, quirky, covered the New Orleans territory in our territory, and very funny. And what I noticed with Jack is when he was with our team – and he was with me. He was fun. He was like a game show host. He was great. But when he was in front of customers, he clammed up initially. He became, you know, really red oh, and, yeah. and nervous with customers. 
And at one point, you know, after kind of coaching him along, I just kind of let him have it. And I was like, Jack, you need to be you, man. You need to be who God created you to be. You're funny. You know, you're talented. And he said, you know, what if I don't know the answer to this? And what if he, he went down the road of the what ifs? Mm. And I immediately helped him see, Jack, it's not about you tell a customer if you don't know the answer, you tell them you don't know and you'll get back to them as soon as possible. But you need to be yourself, authentic self, and start being fun. Be fun, Jack. And it was amazing watching Jack go from the bottom of, of you know the, the leaderboard to a top 10 finisher by the end of the year. And I remember sitting in a room just like this with a CEO, and she was signing a five-year contract with our company and Jack, and she was belly laughing <laughs> because wow. Jack started living his true self. So be you when you're in sales. Customers don't want a fake persona. Oh, that is so good. Mm. That's good about life. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I wrote a book one time about wearing masks. And uh, as I wrote the book, I realized how often I do that myself. I'm playing a role that's not me. And uh, once I decided that I'm not doing that more anymore and I'm going to be me, everybody hated me after that. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the real you. You just got to choose the right man. Leave me alone. <laughs> the book is Relentless Sales. The skills, mentality, and faith needed to be great in sales. And I might say, to be great in life, too. Sales is kind of a metaphor, if you want to make it into one, for living a life well-lived. Don't want to miss a bit of this. We're going to rest up, have some gingerbread house that we're going to dismember, and then return. Hey, thanks for listening to Steve Brown, etc. And if you're enjoying the show, chances are your friends and family would too, right? So help us spread the word by sharing a link, clicking subscribe on YouTube. And if you think about it, drop us a review on your favorite podcast platform, iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify, we're pretty much everywhere. Hey, is there one called Podblaster? I mean, it feels like there should be, right? But like no E in Blaster, just Blaster, Blaster, Blaster. That's how the colons do it. When Christ promised we could live life to the full, he didn't just mean eventually in heaven, because Jesus didn't come to save us from our humanity, but to restore it. Life with a capital L. Find it now on keylife.org slash store. What if you could start your day by hanging out in God's Word and with some of the most significant theologians, authors, and pastors ever? That's the idea behind the one-year devotional, God With Us. Find it now on keylife.org slash store. Talking to John Alwinson. He's kind of like having family here when we talk to him. And, you know, you, we, we've watched John grow when he was a little kid. And, and uh, it's uh, one of the good things about being old, and there isn't a lot. <laughs> uh, one of the good things about being old is that you watch the kids grow up and watch what happens to them. And John is absolutely shined. And his book is Relentless Sales. He's very, very good at it after screwing it up at the beginning. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> no, he's right on. Yeah. 
And uh, the skills and mentality and faith needed to be great in sales. And this book is great because it's not just for salespeople. It's for living. And the principles that John writes about are principles that work for all of us in all kinds of places. John, you have a lot of practical applications, but there's there's really a lot to be said for starting out from the right place. Um, and we've talked before. We have like similar favorite authors, one of whom is James Clear. Yep. And he talks about this in his, his very popular book about um, identity. And the example he gives is if somebody's trying to quit smoking and you offer them a cigarette and you're like, oh, no, thanks. I'm trying to quit. Okay. That's over here. This person goes, oh, no, thanks. I am no longer a smoker. Which one of those two is going to be more successful? The one who is drilled into his identity. So I wonder if you could speak um, to the importance of the right identity, yeah. knowing who you are. Absolutely. Thanks for that. Um, love James Clear. Love Atomic Habits. I think there's a, there's that's sprinkled throughout this book, some mm. of those key principles. But from from the, the angle I take on identity is was when I went from failed venture of three and a half, four years of a failed venture to – being an associate rep for a couple of years and being told on a Monday night after working all day, I need to fly to Miami for a 7 a.m. case the next day. I mean, living, call it six and a half, seven years of adversity. When I finally had my chance to be a full line territory manager, I went all out. And um, my dad lovingly called me out the first year I was, you know, was rookie of the year for this organization, had a really good year. And the second year I was in contention to be the number one rep. And my dad looked at me and he said, hey, son, I see your priorities are a little out of line. He said, you're, you're God's kid. You know, um, you're an Allenson. Live from your identity, not for your identity. Oh, wow. And it's a phrase that really changed my life. Mm. It was a very freeing phrase that he said, go, go be excellent. Try to get that number one. But if you don't get number one, you're God's kid. And there was a freeing feel that allowed me to go pursue my goals. And um, it's, it's a message on, that I want to get out to the rest of the world is no matter where you are on a scoreboard in sales, that's not who you are, right? Your identity is God's kid. And when you live from that, it's freeing and it makes you a better salesperson. Mm. Boy, that's good stuff. No, I can't talk now. No. Uh, got to. Yeah. no. Don't cry on this program. It hurts our reputation. No crying in sales. Yeah. It's so many. good to see. <laughs> My eyes are sweating. What There's movie is that? There's no crying. There's in... no crying in baseball. There you yeah. go. Yes, yeah. yes, Tom yes, Hanks. yes. Tom Hanks. Yes. There's no crying yeah. in baseball. It, it's so good to see him grow up, except it makes me feel old. Um, <laughs> uh, talk a little bit, and you, we're kind of touching on it. Um, your identity, mm-hmm. but talk about the, having the right balance. I mean, in going all out, there's a temptation to, you know, kind of miss some of the things that are important mm-hmm. in your life overall. Talk some about that. I think there are seasons in your life where you can stretch, right? And so I think the first couple of years when you're new to an organization, either you're a new rep or you're new to a new organization, those are seasons where you want to really prove yourself. And in chapter three, we talk about going all out. But you're exactly right, George. I think you have to, your identity is the barometer that kind of keeps you you know, uh, in place, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So cha- that's why I put chapter two before chapter three is like when you understand your identity in God, you can talk to your spouse and say, babe, I think we're going to, this is going to be a busy year for me. And this is what's in it for us. 
And I think I'm going to have to be a little bit more heavy on the work side to prove my prove my worth early on. And I think there's more of a balancing effect after that. Mm-hmm. But there are definitely seasons when you need to go all out. We've, we talked to somebody recently about this and we like work life balance. And we've kind of like idolized that to where there's some mythical ratio when maybe what the approach is, what does God have for me in this moment for this season, knowing whatever the season is, it is by definition not forever. And then when you when you can embrace that, like this is what God has for me, like great, I don't, great. Now I'm leaning into this, knowing that's okay. Things are out of balance right now. If God's cool with it, y'all got to be cool with it, right? That is so wise. I, that grid bothers me. It always has, and it always. Whenever I tried to follow it, God, uh, family, work. I got into trouble, yeah. and God said, stop it. There's some things I want you to do, and you keep spending time playing with your kids right now. <laughs> well, and God, That's not forever. And God, and God knows what you need versus what it is that you want. Yeah, that's you know, true. And that's, uh, you know, I've, I've been dealing with that a lot over these last few weeks. You know, I know what I want, but God knows what I need, and I, I need to be on, on that same page. I need to be on his page. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think that's, I think when you talk about, you know, when you have to make that balance, I, I think, you know, I think that's part of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's like a pie, and whoever's the hungriest gets the largest piece at that time. Right. And then you adjust that later on in other ways. Mm-hmm. Are you, um, is your marriage solid, or are you looking at a divorce? <laughs> We're good. She puts up with me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I married up. As my dad said, we, we married up. So That's true. Mm. You guys have mentioned pies and gingerbread houses, but <laughs> like literally nobody has any of them here. So I'm opposed to your metaphors. I wonder if you speak really briefly. You talked about James Clear habits. There's a, there's a great quote I love. It says, we don't choose our destiny. We choose our habits. Our habits choose our destiny. Oh. Talk to us about the importance of that in a real practical level. Yeah. I mean, so my dad's kind of coined the phrase daily appointment with God, dog, having his dog in the morning. And so I do think that starting with God is so key. And I outline the habits that I have. And I do think habits um, are very critical to our success in business and life and sales. And so um, start with God. I would encourage people, you know, my dad and I are both probably coffee addicts. So mm-hmm. we we may have one or two or three cups of coffee in the morning, but that time with God is so pivotal. And I think um, that is key, right? Learning learning a sales process, right? You know, if you're newer to sales, learn the business, right? Learn how to do that and then ask God to live, you know, in and through you through those habits that you learn. But there's there's a lot in this book. I don't want to take too long going in, but there's so much for that person who's in their first couple years to, you know, call it 10, 15 years in sales. I think everybody's really going to get something out of it. Mm. You know, this book is, when is it launching? December 12th, Tuesday, December 12th. Now that's in time for you to buy this book for your grandkids, uh, for your kids who are beginning life. This is a good book to give them a star to follow and understanding and depth called Relentless Sales, The Skills, Mentality, and Faith Needed to be Great in Sales. John, it's been fun having you. Thanks for being with us. Enjoyed it, guys. Thank you so much, Steve. Hey, get the book. Read it. It's helpful in life. And we're going to come back uh, after the break. It will only be uh, for a relatively short time. We'll find out who we're going to be doing it unto next week. 
So don't you dare go anywhere. Hey, thanks for listening to Steve Brown, etc. And if you're enjoying the show, would you help us let others know about it? You can share a link, click subscribe on our YouTube channel, or drop us a review on your favorite podcast platform. Thanks much. What if you could start your day by hanging out in God's Word and with some of the most significant theologians, authors, and pastors ever? That's the idea behind the one-year devotional, God With Us. Find it now on keylife.org store. This is Pete Allenson, and if you're a guy, I want to show you how to recover and reclaim an intimate, growing relationship with your Heavenly Father. Check out Like Father, Like Son, How Knowing God as Father Changes Men. Available now at keylife.org store. Believer, I want you to remember that where sin abounds, grace does much more abound. And you will run out of sin before God runs out of grace. Grace, the real good news of the gospel. Find it now on keylife.org store. Great time with John Owens, and that's, uh, that was a great discussion. You know, there's a malaise among Christians about humility and misdefining it, and what God just wants me to sit over in the corner and whine, and I'm going to be a servant, and that's all I can be, and when he calls me, I'll show. Uh, but, you know, when the locusts eat the crop in the other country, I did something wrong. Uh, it's just, and I'm I'm miserable, but I deserve it. The world is dark for me, but I understand why that is. It's because I'm a sinner, and uh, I need to repent more. And it goes on and on and on. And sometimes I want to say, just shut up. <laughs> Read John Allenson's book, and uh, because God wants it, God likes his kids. And believe it or not, he wants us to shine in lots of different ways. And humility is dealing with him, not your neighbor. Humility is recognizing that grace does go downhill. And so does mercy, and so does compassion. But don't get into that thing of uh, being a Christian, and I deserve nothing, so I'll accept nothing. That's a lie. And it's from the pit of hell, and it smells like smoke. And if you want to fix that lie in your life, and it's there in mind some, get a hold of Relentless Sales by John Allen. <laughs> by good old what's-his-name. Whatever his name was. <laughs> Who's going to be with us next week? Next week, Dr. Richard Pratt, founder and oh, yeah. president of Third Millennium Ministries that are teaching men and women all over the world at this point in time at no charge how to teach people seminary in, seminary a, box. in they, a box exactly they call it seminary in the box and it's remarkable i remember when you remember we all remember when he started that and oh, yeah. you know there he had like three people that were studying huh. and now they are all over the world literally hundreds of thousands of students all over the world and he started that. His office was next to mine at the uh, educational institution where we were both teaching. And 
I used to think, you're Richard, you're crazy. That's not going to amount to anything. I have this gift of prophecy. (laughs) (laughs) Always works. Hey, we're out of here, guys, but we're coming back like Jesus. Next week, same time, same place, it's our hope that you join us. And between now and then, don't do anything we wouldn't. And that gives you a wide, wide berth. Kathy, you sure you don't want to end this one? You know, I was thinking your, your sales skills really showed up in coming up with all the endorsements. You've got a brilliant idea. I'm grateful for it. You know, part of self-publishing, though, too, is, is uh, having... You got to do it yourself. 